Good evening and welcome to another episode of A Feast of Films for a very special Halloween episode. Ooh. With your host, Count Matt Blackula. I want to suck your blood. Yo. And Ethan Stein. <laughs> That's right, everybody. This is a very special Halloween episode. We have shuffled our days over totally for Halloween and not any other reasons to do a scheduling or lives or anything like that. Only because Halloween. I am Ethan R. Hill, and with me, as always, is Matt Black. Ooh. You're here. Oh, sorry, Matt, I'm still in spook mode. Shtick. I'm still in. I'm still in spook mode. Sorry about that. What's going on? I'm a fellow anyway. movie fan. What's up? Here. Here we are to talk about uh, Halloweeny things. To talk about scary movies. Man, I'm so excited. After last week's episode where I was like almost crying, I'm like ready to roll for this. I put on my big boy pants. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. I I promise. I promise not to scare you as much, Matt. I ain't I afraid think of I got no all my ghosts. Scary stories out. Yeah, you are. You're terrified of ghosts. <laughs> no, I'm not. And you know what? On one of the comments here on the last video. Uh, Paige was like, I'm going to bring over a Ouija board for the next game night. And Paige, here's my message to you. Don't you goddamn dare. I will throw that board out of my house so quick. <laughs> and if I'm at someone else's house and that thing comes out, I am gone so fast. I do not. I'm not effing around with that. So don't you be bringing that into my house. Don't you do it. And Matt, that's that's why you would survive all the horror movies. Exactly. You just, you just get away from it. Dude, I'm like the one black guy who'd survive every horror movie. Because I'd be like, no, I'm out of here. Not a chance in hell. I am gone. Like, Man, I don't know the... why it takes so long to like convince all these people it, you should leave the house. You should leave the area. It just takes forever. For me, I'd be like, Look, what's taking so long? Like, I'm out of here. Like, I don't need that much encouragement. <laughs> I'm gone, man. I'm I'll gone. I'll speak. At the risk of speaking for all dumb white people, as a dumb white person, that's exactly why. Because it's like, ah, oh, it's just some pipes. Oh, it's just the wind. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I'm sure. Just inherently, uh, yeah, yeah. we're just like, oh, what's that dark shadowy figure in the corner of my room? It's just a coat. I don't have any coats in my room. It's just a coat. Shut up. <laughs> don't think about it. Maybe it's a horse. We don't know. <laughs> And, that, and that's exactly it, because oh, I'd be like, yeah, no, bro. Like, a wind did not just, like, rip Jimmy in half. I'm out of here. I'll see you guys later. Y'all have a good night. No, like, it was that really strong, it was that really strong north wind. That's what it was. It just, just ripped him right in half. Yeah. Yeah, it just, he got caught in a breeze. It just, it happens, man. <laughs> and I'd be like, you guys gotta be kidding me. Okay, Ethan, here's Cold the- fronts. Dude, here's the thing. Next time you make a horror movie, Ethan, you gotta put me in it as, like, the black guy who actually knows what's going on the whole all time. I mean, like, are you guys stupid? <laughs> People get ripped in half, and y'all just sitting here thinking it's the wind? What's wrong with y'all? That'd be hilarious. That'd be a great spoof role for me. So, next time you make a movie, man, let me know. He's writing it down right now. He's writing it down, because he's like, no, good yeah. idea. Good idea. You're welcome, Ethan. You're welcome. See, dreams yeah, my, my notes, are made my notes specifically. My note is specifically, don't put Matt in any of your movies if you want them to succeed. <laughs> Touche. And actually, probably a good point. <laughs> Nobody likes me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, 
everyone loves you, Matt. That's why they keep coming. They keep coming back for you. That's, oh, that's exactly. That it. sounds debatable, but uh, either way, we're glad to have you guys here. Excited to be talking about Halloween stuff. As you can tell, we're just overjoyed. I've already had a bunch of coffees, and I'm ready to go. Yeah. Let's do it. I've Ooh. had a coffee, and that was like halfway through my day. You're falling behind. You're falling behind. Yeah, it's it's late enough. I don't need more coffee at this point. I need to, I need to sleep tonight. Fair enough. But will you be able to sleep? That oh, easily. It's the it's, question. It's not that hard. <laughs> I just well, close Matt, my see, eyes and I'm... go to sleep. See, see, Matt. I'm, I'm unlike you. I'm, I'm not a wimp. I'm, I'm actually like a grown up who can deal with his fears. So. Oh I mean, no, man! Like I'm, I'm a straight up chicken shit. <laughs> I'll just put my music on and then I'm good to go. It's cool. A good night. It's cool. Just, put the, just like I'm under the covers. Nothing could hurt me. I'm good to go, man. I'm good to go. And then the knife comes through those covers, no problem, and stabs you 32 times. No, I'm not really worried about the knife. It'd be like, the demon drugged me out of bed. Or like, my kid's possessed. I'd be like, oh my god! Demon babies are scary, though. That's a scary thing, man. Not that I've seen it, but like, you know, I'm sure it'd be scary. But like, (laughs) honestly, no, honestly, like, demon babies are like the thing that doesn't freak me out the most. Because like, I can kick it. (laughs) Like, like, it's true. Like, I'm just saying it's like, creepy, though. Like, oh, yeah. it's. I mean, like, to a point. I mean, but, dude, all babies are kind of creepy to a point. Like, yeah. when, when babies just stare. It's like pets. It's like, I'm not saying babies are like pets. They're not. But, like, you know when they're just kind of staring? Did you just call my kid a dog? No, no. I called him a pet. There's a difference. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. Like, That's but, like, you, you know how, like, you know how, like, animals and, like, babies will just stare randomly at things, like, that aren't there? Ah, uh, yeah. That's the creepiest thing. When it's a demon baby or if it's like a zombie baby or something like that, like it's it's that demon or zombie part kind of trumps the uh the baby part. So all it becomes is a tiny like like baby vampire is just a monster. tiny vampire, right? Ah, yeah, that's true. I have I suddenly have no misgivings about beating the crap out of a baby if it is demonified, zombified or vampirized. I suddenly don't there's no qualms about like is this ethical? It's like yes, this is gonna kill you. <laughs> Beat it up. I Just feel like you thought Just... about this way too much. Like those words like float out of your mouth like butter, man. I was like, you I'm thinking about these things way too much. <laughs> no, I just think I th- I don't think about specifically that stuff. I just I think about what I can punt. Like what is something I could pick up and just kick really far. And so like and sometimes that's children or or dogs <laughs> you mean like you gotta you, you when you're telling people that stuff though you gotta like specify that you're talking about like zombie kids i don't kids, do though. this stuff either <laughs> like, you can't specify oh no like it's, about zombie kids no like, no it's no i just punt little dude, kids all the time like yeah d- you're not see, coming honestly it depends it depends on the kid man it depends on the kid this is why i can't be i could never teach elementary school because it'd just be like it's, it'd just be really easy just to give this just, kid a like, boot. Boot him right just, out of the room. <laughs> Get out of here. And to specify too, when I'm talking about dogs, I don't mean like dogs. I love I like I like dogs. I'm talking about specifically rats that pose as dogs. <laughs> well, I'm glad you have given this lots of thought. You know what I forgot to do? I was gonna grab like gonna go and find one of those lists where like kids say really creepy stuff and like read some of those because those are always fun to read. 
I like those ones. They're hilarious. Because you just put yourself in that situation. You'd be like, no, I'm totally with those parents. I'd be like, well, I'm out of here. Nope. And when you have kids, no, man, I'd like, when, like, no, but, but seriously, when you're reading them and if you have kids, it's a different effect because you can picture your own kid saying that. One of the creepiest things like my daughter always used to do is like you'd wake up in the middle of the night. And she'd just be like staring at you. And it was like, cool, man. Cool. Like they just stand by your bed and like stare at you. She wouldn't do it to me. She'd do it to my wife all the time, though. She'd just be like standing there staring at her. And I was like. Uh, that like those types of See, things yeah, like, like weird me out man like i'm not like scared but it's like so that's, like it's like a weird thing it's like what are you doing so i guess like for me since i don't have kids i was on the other side of that where i was the creepy kid standing staring at, the at yeah see bed, and like, that's when you get to punt your kids guys i had a nightmare and i get kicked in the face <laughs> yeah just punted right out to like if you ever if i ever wake up and see you staring at me again god man <sighs> well, should we get to the movies? I'm just <laughs> now that we're talking. We're my main point. My main point at the end of the day. My main point at the end of the day. And this kind of like this uh, kind of changes. This kind of kind of transitions us to the topic. Is is like when it comes to monsterified babies, I have no problem beating the crap out of them. And same thing yes. with animals too. I mean, like, again, but I mean, like, it's even less so because, like, especially in movies, when they monsterify dogs or other animals, they take them in a whole different design direction. Yeah, generally, yeah. Whereas a baby, a baby still looks like a baby, but at the end of the day, they're still monsters. They're monsters first, babies second, and I have no. There's no. Not even a second thought of like is this ethical it's like no it's about survival man <laughs> they're so always wanna, monsters first monsters first exactly. the second word is just a design decision <laughs> that's all it comes down to a hundred percent and speaking of monsters first that's our first topic is monsters Ooh. now I, I find oh, so monster movies <laughs> there you go rar yeah <laughs> Rawr. <laughs> so monster movies, I find, have a very broad turn. Like, there's a very broad catch-all for that. Because I agree. what exactly, yeah. what exactly is a monster movie? And like, years ago in discussions with my friends, we were discussing like what is the scariest monster, and I came up with the most pretentious answer out of that, where it's like technically it's man. And they were like, "Boo! That's the <laughs> dumbest answer I've ever heard." Boo! Oh, and I'm like. Cheap. But when you think about it, all monsters, for the most part, are either, like, for the most part, not all of them, but for the most part, monsters are either man-shaped, used to be men tra transformed into something else, or are just men in costumes, or, like, again, would you consider serial killers monsters? Some of them, maybe? Like, they, no. Like, like, I, yeah, would, like, I would consider them, like, slashers. They're, they're humans. Slashers, but, yeah. But, 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 I mean, are, are they still technically monsters? Like, what constitutes a monster for you? Like, if you had to, if you had to break down what a monster movie was, or, like, specific, I guess specifically in context for movies, if you right. had to break down what a monster movie was, what would you consider a monster movie? 
Uh, that's that's also like a loaded question in that as well, right? Like, because now, like that's that's the hard part about again, like Kenny were talking about. We talk about monster movies. That's where it gets tough, because like Godzilla is a monster movie, but also the Mummy. You know what I mean? Like totally different things. But yet, I would consider both those monster movies. I would assume something that's probably more along the lines of uh, more animalistic than human, if that makes more sense. Like, again, we do refer to people who do terrible things as monsters. But, like, for me, like, slasher-type films is slightly different than monster films, if that makes sense. Like, slasher, like... You're Michael Myers, you're Jason, you're... Like, even Freddy Krueger, honestly, I'd consider as a slasher. Uh, even though he's very, much more supernatural, I guess, but... Yeah. Um, but, like, other things, like, uh, if you're talking about, like, The Mummy, or, like, even Frankenstein or something, or The Wolfman, like, those are the types of things. A little bit more of the classic, I guess, definition of monster for me. But they're still, they're still very human-based when you look at them, though, because, like, Dracula's still a man. Wolfman is still a man. Frankenstein's a bunch of men put together. The mummy is a man. Like, they're all technically still human. Yeah. And then you get to things like Godzilla or the creature from the Black Lagoon, that kind of thing. Like, like, and that's where I find, like, it's 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 tricky. Because it's basically... It's a very wide... It's such a... Wide, it's a wide like, net. Yeah, the, it's a wide, wide net. It catches because, a lot of different things. Because it's almost like it's it's well because like are zombies technically monsters? Like, I feel like they get their own to... class. Like you, like you may slide them under the monster banner, but I feel like zombies are kind of like their own class. And I think you have a lot of subsects well, like, of like zombies as well, right? But I feel like you can also do that with with vampires and werewolves too, specifically. And even Frankenstein would fit under like a mad scientist genre and stuff like that. Yeah, true. Yeah. Like that's that I think that's the cool thing with it is like monsters kind of slide around into different genres as well as being a monster movie because there are monster movies that are more sci-fi based. Yep. Then there are monster movies that are more fantasy based. And like they somehow all fit together though in this really beautiful weird category that is monster. And I think I I, I agree with you that when it comes to movies specifically, like, I wouldn't consider the slasher genre to be monster. Like, I think if it's a supernatural being or a being that isn't fully human, but that, again, no, that totally, but Freddy, Jason, and Michael are all somewhat slightly supernatural. Well, Freddy is for sure. Like, he's straight supernatural. Dude, Jason after part six is a, he's a zombie. He comes back from the dead. He is very much supernatural. Oh yeah, that, that's pretty and true then, too. And Michael Myers, it depends on which version you're talking about because yeah. there's been so many reboots. But, but specifically, I don't know. I think, I think I also agree with your assessment of like, um, the classic monsters. I think that really is where a lot of people, when they think monsters especially halloweeny monsters yes especially if you're talking about halloween yeah because like i'm trying to think like you don't really consider alien or predator monster movies but those are horror movies that have non-human creatures in them that are clearly very monstrosorish (laughs) but they're not monster movies monstrosorish yeah no i agree like like, it is very different like i think monster maybe does define like 
like to say, ah, yeah, I think sci-fi almost takes away the monster element of it. Like a lot of the sci-fi elements, like the space kind of aspect of it. True. But, but again, like Frankenstein falls under sci-fi more than fantasy. But it wasn't a space one, but that's also when it was written, right? Yeah. Space ideas weren't really a thing. So here's actually, so here's a thought. And here's kind of a here's kind of a change of phrase that maybe will help us narrow down what we're talking about here. Creature feature more than a monster movie. Cause not all monster movies can be creature features, but all creature features are monster movies. What do you think about that? What do you, does that does that make more sense? When I say creature features, that paint more of a picture in your head, or do you think creature feature specifically talks about like the yeah. giant monsters? No, I think like creature feature talks more. I think it. I think creature feature takes it too far in the other direction. You know what I mean? When we're talking about some of these other guys that are like, it's almost like too human to be considered monsters. I think fe- creature feature almost takes it in the other direction, where it's like this too animal. You know what I mean? Like, I think a monster is somewhere in between, so it'd be, right? So it would be things like, like... this in-between between our humanity okay. and, like, the creatures. I think that's where it really creates, like, a true monster. Like, you have that human element, but you also have, like, the monstrosity, like, the animal nature. Because you're talking creature features, what? which I agree, like, usually the animals that are involved in those films are, like, monstrous, like monsters in themselves but like i don't know why i keep saying monstrous like what is wrong with me i probably drank too many coffees already but let's just keep moving on here and we'll just avoid <laughs> that um but you got movies that have like giant crocodiles or like genetically enhanced different animals or bears or something like to me those are like creature features where we have something a bit more natural that's coming after them or maybe scientifically adjusted but it is more animalistic it's not like it's a thing that's like out to get you but it is like, it's more of an animal following its instincts, and humans are just kind of in its path. Whereas I feel like monsters, like, they do have those human elements, and it's like, yeah, it's coming to get you. You know what I mean? Like, if that makes sense, I don't know if that makes sense. Well, but like, it, I feel like it's well, a combination like, of the two no, sides. I, I, kind of meets in the middle. And I agree with you on that, because, like, thinking about it, too, though, they also, like, when you think about those kind of movies, there are two different types of monster movies, where it's either the external force where it's like, Oh, I'm afraid of that monster. Cause it's going to step on me. Yeah. Or there's the internal threat where it's, I'm afraid of this monster because I could become this monster. Like when oh, I watch I Godzilla, saying, I'm yeah. not worried about turning into Godzilla. I'm not worried about turning into Gamera. I'm not worried about turning into those giant Japanese Kaiju. I'm worried about getting crushed by them. But when I think about vampires, werewolves, anything like that, I'm more worried about like, oh, that could be me. That's where that fear comes from. I would probably be more concerned if they're going to like rip me to shreds kind of thing. But no, I get what you're saying. Well, (laughs) there's that aspect of it, too. I get what you're saying. (laughs) <laughs> but like, like but there's the that wolf more, i'd be like there's... "Ooh, do i want to be a wolf or do i get ripped to shreds mm, i'd probably be a wolf man i would 100%, choose i would choose i would rather tormented life like ripped to shreds but yeah so like yeah like that's interesting i like that i like i like those thoughts um if you had to pick like what's your what's your favorite monster movie what's your favorite monster in general when it comes to that stuff when you think about like ooh this is what I want to watch or see or read about. Like, do you have a favorite? Is there any that like, um, probably not like, 
like honestly like the monster genre as far as like we're talking about and what we've kind of decided like this kind of like middle ground and a little bit more of the classic side too i don't watch too many of those films um they've never really like done it for me or never really like because i'm what you guys are square oh you, yeah you don't yeah know, you know you know what good stuff is i don't know what good stuff is um that may very well be it <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i'm like it could be i'm feeling pretty round though so i don't know if i'm a square maybe like one of those rectangles that have like the rounded edges or something like that that seems a bit more realistic for me um i know the name for it but i can't think of it yeah i don't know it's a shape that you can use in editing tools it's always around <laughs> anyway um no, but I will say, like, one of the films that I really enjoyed, and I can't remember which one it was called, and I was like, oh, this movie's pretty slick, and it was another iteration of, like, the werewolf movie, um, and I can't remember which one, I feel like it was called Wolfman, and it had, like, Benicio Del Toro in it, um, yeah, it's the Wolfman, yeah, is it the Wolfman, like, that was a pretty, yeah, because it's, sl- that's the, Who's the old guy? That's was Anthony Hopkins the... in it? I can't remember who else was yep, in yep, that. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was uh, it. Anthony Hopkins, Emily Blunt, and Hugo Weaving. Yeah, so it's been quite a while since I've seen it, but that film still sticks in my head. When I think about monster movies, or when I think about werewolf movies, like it's not necessarily a scary film, but I thought it was just super, super enjoyable in itself. And like the one scene that like always gets me is when they got him like tied up in the chair and they're waiting for like the full moon to come out. And he starts transforming and turning into a wolf and everyone's starting to lose it. He's like, you morons, I'll kill all of you. Like, just loses it. I was like, that was pretty slick. Um, but yeah, no, that, that that's probably my favorite one as far as like that kind of stuff goes. Because um, it's just, it's the one that's always stuck out to me. Like, it's the one that's always stuck out over the movies that I've watched and seen that one especially that scene just like really like stuck with me i was like that was pretty slick um i don't know would would you consider like blade a mo- like blade's kind of like a superhero monster movie so if we're talking like comic book slash monsterish movies i would go with probably blade 2 that was probably that was a pretty good movie too like technically yeah it does fall in that category i just think it's more superhero than anything else uh, yeah, like, it, it, well, it's like, more like vampire. I don't know if it's superhero, but like vampire, very vampire huntery type things. But like it's, I mean, like, but I guess Underworld would technically be considered. Uh, True. Yeah, Underworld too. Those are pretty great. Yeah, most of them um, were pretty good. The Van, the Van Helsing movies are, or the Van Helsing movie is a guilty pleasure of mine. I love that one. Uh that movie did not work for me. <laughs> but like for me it's it's uh, that's where blade is tricky but like also i'll admit blade is something that like i like it and i appreciate it for what it is but i've only watched it a couple times because it hasn't like it hasn't hit me in that place where i'm like i need to go and rewatch blade like yeah. 70 billion times yeah like no like it's just it's it's present in vampire mythos and it's in my rolodex but it's nothing that i go back and i check out all the revisit time. on the regular yeah no i I'll, I'll more likely lean towards watching like i knew this this is gonna sound dumb because like i've watched how many different adaptations of it but dracula like i've i've revisited many different adaptations of that mm-hmm. but it's also because i'm curious to see what they do with the next adaptation of it which like the newest one was not great 
I did not care for that because they did just weird, like not weird. Like I like weird stuff. I like it when they do weird things, but it was like weird things for the sake of being cool. And it just didn't land. Gotcha. That was like that BBC one. I think it was. They did some stuff hmm. I really liked and other stuff that was just like, hey, okay, I guess, I guess we're doing this now. All right. right. I guess there's cell phones now. All right. Why, why does Dracula need cell phones? <laughs> but it happens. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. But, um, yeah, like, like, so would you say that's your favorite monster movie then? Like, would be Blade 2? Is that what you're kind of saying? Or, like, when you're thinking about yeah, stuff like, that would cross like, over into like, that genre? Yeah, like, if I was saying, like, if we're going to consider Blade in there, and that's, like, I guess it is kind of, like, up in the air, um... Blade 2, like, I liked Blade 1, but Blade 2 is definitely much darker and a lot more, like, if you wanted to talk about monsters, because it even, like, upped the scale there. Um, no, Blade 2 was really good. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, I, I would say so, like, if, if that qualifies, because that's, like, the one I can actually remember. And when I think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was pretty slick. Um, whereas Wolfman, it's, like, I remember certain parts, but not that much of it. Um, I'm just trying to think of like the monster movies that I watch. Cause again, it's just not a genre that I dig into that much. Like it's not a genre where I see it. Like, like you are looking for like the newest iteration of Dracula and just seeing how they like do it. Um, that kind of stuff never really interested me. I'm like, I don't care. Dracula is Dracula. I am like, <laughs> like I'm moving on. You know what I mean? That's like, fair, it's just, man. like for me, it was just like a ne- character that was never like overly, uh, magnetic or drawing me in. Um, the mummy pretty slick. Like if that counts, Brendan Fraser's the mummy, even though no, oh, Brendan, Fra- dude, I just picked up on 4k and I'm so excited to watch like, it. Like those were great. Those were great. Except the like, third one was shit. Honestly, the third one was really honestly, bad. The, aside from the first one they're they're all pretty bad well they're the sequel was decent the second one was decent the sequel like, the was second, okay the, the second one was okay. an okay sequel yeah no for sure it's but an like, okay sequel the first but like the, it one does was not money, hold a candle man. to the first the first, the first one, one is money dude the first one is amazing yeah i love the first one yeah like like i'm i'm so excited to rewatch it because it's just it's phenomenal so if we're talking if, so if the mummy also qualifies which actually i think it would even though it's not it such does. like a it, dark it tone like it has darker moments but it's not it's obviously a much more like uh jovial uh tone to it uh you know no that would be my favorite because that one is great i love brendan fraser i love that mummy iteration that was like excellent um and then blade and then Wolfman, probably. That would be my order right there. Okay. I can dig that. What about you? behind that. What about you? Like, other than, Dr- like, so Dra- is Dracula kind of like your number one? Is that, like, the monster movie you find yourself so, continually looking at and seeing how they change and make it different every the time? The only, the reason why I keep going back to Dracula is just because they keep making Dracula films. Fair enough. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, like even if, like, look at vampires in general. There are way more vampire movies than any other monster out there. Even, like, compared to a werewolf, like, there's so many less werewolf movies than there are vampires. Right. Um, My favorite monster movie of all time is probably American Werewolf in London. Probably. Like, I love that movie. It's, that's one I watched throughout the year several times. Um, the mummy is up there as well. 
the universal classic monster movies are untouchable in my opinion like we're we're like the really old ones eh? like yeah the the 1930s ones and we're rewatching them and it's amazing like it's watching what they pulled off in the 1930s is bonkers it's phenomenal um i also love uh mary shelley's frankenstein which is uh kenneth Branagh directed and starred in really good adaptation of the book um gosh like yeah monster movies for me it's tough because there's so many good ones Mm -hmm. and they're so it's just a genre that i love i love playing with monsters i love playing that like even with writing i love adding monsters in because it's just it's something fun to do it's something fun to interact with right right? but if i if i had to pick one it would be american world from london that's that's one that 100 percent that would be my favorite um I guess that's a question for you. I got to ask the age old question, Matt, werewolves or vampires? Which one do you, where do you fall with that? Um, I like vampires for the fact that they generally get to like still be somewhat human. And I mean, they have like a crazy thirst for blood, which would be incredibly inconvenient all the time. Um, and you got to drink blood, which would be kind of weird. Um, but also on the other hand, werewolves are pretty slick. Depending on what iteration you're talking about, right? Like, whether you can turn into a wolf and control yourself, that would be really cool. Or, uh, but if you just lose control and then wake up like, oh, I just murdered, like, 100 people, that would probably suck. So, uh, I'm probably going to go with Vampire on this one. I do like them both. Like, I like the idea of both of them. But I think I'm going to give the edge to Vampire. What about you? See, and I'm I'm always torn on it because, like, on the one hand, as a vampire, for the most part, you, you're you losing your soul. But on the other hand... Would my soul werewolf, be gone? Would I be with my soul, or would my, my... Like, your soul, I think, I'm pretty sure in most interpretations, like, your soul is... It doesn't exist anymore. Uh, or it's in hell. I don't... It depends on your well, interpretation that would be of what vampirism is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> that seems like... This seems werewolves... like a much more loaded question all of a sudden. <laughs> your this, soul so is in this is where I'm terrible for these kind of questions because suddenly I unwrap like seventy different yeah come on other man keep it to keep it. it simple. Um, but the other one werewolves you're not in control, but you but could aren't some it like easier. does it depend on the iteration? I feel like some yeah werewolves... it also depends on interpretation too yeah. right which is opening a whole other can of worms. But at the end of the day, like which one grants me a longer life? And what can I do more with? I feel like I could do more. Here's the thing. If 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 werewolfism elongates my life, yeah. That's cool because I can still do everything else that I do for most of the month during the day, going where I want to, all that kind of stuff. And it's no problem, and I just got to lock myself up for 3 nights, 3 1 to 3 nights a month. Right. Only in the nights. So that's not bad. Whereas being a vampire, I can't go out in the day. I can only go out at night to constantly feed on people. Run the risk of being one of those sparkly vampires. Like, it's just, it's not. (laughs) Run the risk of being sparkly. God, please don't make me a sparkly vampire. If my life was Like like how it was in... Uh, what we do in the shadows, then I'd be totally down to be a vampire. I'd be like, this seems cool. Okay. Man, and I had my buddies over I'm, there. It'd be slick. 
I'm so salty at myself right now for that because I thought I bought that movie. Like, and what I you did? I bought it and I didn't. And I went to go watch it and I just, it's not there. It's not in my collection. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Huh. Or it was. Yeah, but I want to, it's, it's one I want to own because it's so good. It, and I got to watch great. the show. At I some love point. that one. Yes, if that's kind of what we were talking about, obviously Vampire. Yeah. I still give the edge to Vampire. Like, I think just in general, like, I would like vampires better. I like the idea of them. It's, again, it's such a loaded question. Like, you really, we suck. Honestly, let's just make this very, very clear. We suck at asking and answering questions because we always ask the most loaded questions. That are simple. And then we always dig into those loaded questions. We don't just like take the base answer and be like, this one. We're like, nah, depending on this iteration, and then when you go to this side, and when you put all these things into consideration, on like we suck at just answering simple questions. Like, I'm just going to point that out. But no, I'm still sticking with Vampire because that was my first call. That's what I said, despite all the other little things we talked about. Vampire for me. What's it for you? Vampire so, werewolf. Just pick one. Just pick one. Just pick one. You can do it. You can do I, it. I, honestly, it's God. go-to. I always say werewolf. Okay, just, there I'm, we go. I always go. feel werewolf more. There we go. But like, but Matt, does it make it? God damn it. it. <laughs> Are we bad? Are we bad at these questions because we like we, to expand on them? Well, no, there's expa- I think that's what there's makes expanding it- on questions that are like expandable. And then there's like when someone asks you like vampire or werewolf and then we dig into like every possible nuance of it, then we become bad. Dude, at I could questions. I could <laughs> I could do a I could do a whole episode just on vampires and werewolves. Oh, I'm like, sure you Not could. even together. Just not like even one together, of, like just two one separate episodes. Yeah. Talking for four hours just about vampires and just about werewolves. Like, I would like just be taking a nap in my chair. I'd be like, "Oh shit, we still we're, we're still talking about vampires." You'd be like, "Yes, we just are." Turn off your camera. <laughs> I'm, taking your camera I'm taking a nap, just like, guys. Okay, wake me up. Have a pre-recording of you saying yes. Wake me up. I'm just gonna say yes. We'll just loop and edit it in. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So I guess, like again, going on with monsters. So we've talked, we covered werewolves, we covered vampires. When it comes to monster movies, specifically, I have one, I have a couple other questions with this. And okay. We can maybe, maybe move on, but I have a couple other questions. When it comes to monster movies, specifically ones involving mad scientists and creations, what do you view as the monster in those movies? Because that's the big question Frankenstein posed. Yeah. Who's the is, monster? Is the monster, who's the monster? Is it Frankenstein or is it? thing he created and like that also translates into other films too like i don't think like again i don't think you've seen a lot of them like reanimator yeah no that's I haven't one i seen love that. that's a great that's it's a great mad scientist film and arguably one of the last great mad scientist films to be made in the last probably 30 years but like the, that's kind of a question i always have with mad scientist stuff is like what makes it monstrous is it are they monster movies? Because normally when they create something, they create a monster of some kind, but are they the monster for creating it? Or is the movie more about the monster they created? Right. Who is the monster? Who is the man? Ring the bells, 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 the bells of no Dame. Sorry, just remind me of that song there. Um, <laughs> it's just a like, great song. Just break out a song. But that also, that's, that's also... That, it, it is very similar to what also, we're talking about, though. Yeah, 
it, it is technically it's not a mad scientist film but i would consider it a monster movie 100 yeah. percent. i would consider that story a monster story and again it begs the question of who is it says in the song who, who is, is the, the monster, monster and who is, is the man, man. yeah Oops, I can't. Like, things. and that's I. Th- maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I love Hunchback of Notre Dame so much. It's not a great. Because I identify because my back, but, but like, <laughs> not because the I music is tight. The music is fantastic. Like, let's just be clear on that, man. We should do a musicals episode because, damn, we would have a lot of things to talk about there. But the music in the Hunchback of Notre Dame, <laughs> we'd have a lot to sing about, man. Fantastic, just a whole episode, dude. We could sing the whole episode. I'm pretty sure uh, my people, wife man, would be no so. One watch that. Oh people my would turn. God. They might, because it would be ridiculous. Like, how long can they sing? We'll just have to wait and see. But my wife would absolutely hate me because she'd be trying to sleep. And I'd just be, like, singing at, like, uh, midnight, singing the songs, musical tunes. Oh, that'd be great. Um, Yeah, no, I, I think, and maybe it depends on each iteration. I, I'm not a very good person to ask about this because again, I haven't seen a lot of these movies. Like these are a lot of films that I just haven't seen. Um, I get, I, I understand. Like, I think you're the perfect. I think that's why you're the perfect person to ask though. But okay. So here, here's just a clarifying question that I have just to clarify it. Um, do, do like, uh, yeah, see like, cause for me, like I haven't seen these films. So uh, my wonder is, do the mad scientists act like monsters, or are they like pretty chill, or does it depend on the iteration? Like, what's their motivation behind creating said monster? Like, is it just mad science? Like, is that is that all it boils down to? Like, let's most, see what I can create, or is there a purpose and a reason the, the behind it? Come, most of the times, the themes come down to definitely more of a god complex. Like right. needing to, needing to be God. Like that's very prevalent in Frankenstein. Um, a lot of it's about defeating death, right? Which is a very God-like thing. Um, and I think it's a very human thing, right? It's a very human thing to try and achieve Godhood. Like that's that's I think always just been in humans' nature, right? Because it's if we're not if we're not in control, then suddenly we panic. Yeah. We are control um, freaks by nature. So in, inherently, yes, a lot of times they are They are technically, their motivations may start out as good. Yeah. But then they get lost. And then there's other ones that just have completely malevolent, malevolent? Malevolent? Yeah. Benevolent and malevolent, right? Yep. Malevolent. Uh, Is the bad one. Uh, yeah, they have those kind of motivations. Um. And I think it depends on how they like what what are they what lengths are they willing to go to mm-hmm. to do this like like Frankenstein was a grave robber, so is that monstrous behavior, or would be like would killing killing people to get the body parts would that have been more monstrous? Yeah, I would say right probably yeah. Um. Okay. Like. Uh like again like it, it it is a little difficult just because i don't know like the context of what's going on because that's probably how i would judge in general um i think for example uh like obviously i'll just go to the straight one bells and Notre Dame. obviously we all know frollo is the monster you know what i mean and like quasimodo is the man like it's yeah. very simple frollo is a freak man that guy's uh he's a freak and he is like literally the worst um and if anyone is any of these scientists are like him, they are clearly the monster. 
Um, but then also going into it a little bit deeper, they, again, now seeing these movies, they created these monstrosities out of their own, like it came out of their own pride or their own drive or their own, um, their own faults, like as human beings trying to reach further beyond what they're meant to reach. Um, here's a question. Cause I don't know whatever happens to the monsters. Do the scientists like end up killing them or does like the village people end up killing them? Yeah. The, the village people end up dancing on singing YMCA and they decide to kill every, kill all these monsters. <laughs> It seems very odd. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, That's, though. I get, yeah, I get, I get the reference. <laughs> that seems that was odd. funny. That's a weird scene. That was funny. Come on, I didn't realize that um, song was around in the 1930s. It depend, like it depend, like most of the time the scientists, some of them are like, no, leave my creation alone, and other times they're like, no, I. They realize what they've done, and they like it yeah. depends on the story. But for me, I think at the end of the day, like, I think. Honestly, like, this is going to be the cop-out answer on my end. I know you haven't even answered the question, but, like, my cop-out answer is it's both. When it comes to a monster movie, I think you're very rarely just dealing with one monster. One monster becomes the selling feature 100% because you're if you just slapped the mad scientist on your poster, like... <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, who, like... Although, like, like that's actually what Reanimator is, is, like, it's slapped on with, like, the, that's the mad scientist. Yeah. But, like as weird like it's yeah like i think that's that's my that's that's my answer and i'm sorry i just i asked you a question and i'm just answering it for myself no no that that's good there is no there's the marketable monster yeah that is a monster in the movie but there's also the other monsters you're always going to be dealing with more than one um actually aside from like then when you're dealing with kaiju films that's i mean most people want more than one monster in a kaiju film because like Let's be if if you do you ever watch the Godzilla like the newer Godzilla movies I know you've seen right yeah minus uh, minus like the, the newest okay so I saw Godzilla and King Kong I haven't seen Godzilla King of the Monsters because I heard the movie itself wasn't like overly great and I just haven't had time to go see it yet or, like, I I liked it, it yet, quite but... a bit my my only complaint is there was uh twenty percent less monster fights than I wanted and that's kind of what most people said too and it wasn't necessarily like. To be fair, though, most people be like, I still wanted more monster fights. We always want more. I would agree. If it was 100% but, monster fight, I'd still say there wasn't enough yeah, monster fight. Yeah, but a lot of the complaints was, like, the editing. Like, as soon as the fight would, like, get going, they're like, and back to the humans. It's like, what? You know? See, I felt, and I felt the editing in this one was better than in the first Godzilla The first movie. one? Yeah. Yeah. But Oh, crap, I forgot. Okay, so there's another monster movie that I'm totally forgetting about that I haven't mentioned, and that's King Kong. And personally, I love the King Kong movies. That's like no, those are pretty great. Love King Kong. Yeah, I love the classic. I love the Peter Jackson remake. I loved I loved Kong Skull Island. That was amazing. It's actually like and as I'm, far as like renditions and like recreations and reimaginations, reimaginations. Oh my god, I can't even talk today. I don't even know why I'm doing a podcast. Why am I doing this here? Um, because I'm paying you, man. <laughs> you are not. You are paying me too much, my friend. You're paying me too much. Uh, I'm paying you in friendship, Matt. <laughs> it is too much. It is too much. Um, but actually, no. Those have actually been. I would say, over all the different iterations, they have been pretty consistent at being a pretty decent quality. Like some are pretty high, some are pretty low. Like when you think of like all these different monsters and the different iterations that come out, King Kong has been pretty solid through its history. 
Like it's never Honestly, like been like King super Kong gangbusters, movie. but like it's been pretty solid. The worst King Kong movie I've seen for enjoyment level was actually the 76 one. I think it was 76. It's I don't know, it's one that came out in the 70s right. or the 80s, I don't remember. But like and it wasn't it's not bad, it's just a little slow at points. And then King Kong vs Godzilla is ridiculous and hilarious <laughs> because it's not it's 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 very dated, but it's it's kind of fun. Yeah. But but again, most people like for me growing up, I always watched those films and I watched for the two monsters fighting. I could care less about the humans what they were doing. Right. I just want to see those movies fight or those monsters fight. So I think to go back to the original point, like I think at the end of the day, Oh, even in King Kong, it's two monsters because it's again, it's the the people who take Kong to New York. They're monsters, obviously, yeah. but also he's eating them, so he's a monster. <laughs> also, so he's like, eating them. <laughs> he's an animal. But like, but for me, at the end of the day, though, I think it's yeah, you're always going to be dealing with two monsters in the monster movies, hmm. metaphorical or literal, and I think that's I think that's what I love about it. Like, I think that's... Well, it comes to Mad Sight. Or, eh, no, yeah, I think... I would say, for the most part, yeah. you're probably pretty spot on with that assessment. Um, the one well, other... Actually, a really good... Go ahead. A really good example, too, is, like... I'm gonna probably butcher the name of this episode, but there's an episode of The Twilight Zone, which is phenomenal, called... Uh, I think it's The Monster of Maple Street. Okay. I want to say that's the right one. I'm going to do a quick Google search because I don't want to be wrong here and get definitely murdered by all the Twilight Zone fans that totally listen to our podcast. <laughs> it's essentially the idea that this neighborhood suddenly gets uh, the idea in their head that there's aliens among them and that they're trying to, like... I don't remember what the full context was. Either they were trying to kill them or take them away or something like that and suddenly they just like these neighbors who all know each other suddenly start turning on each other and start like start uh actually i didn't actually even say the, the episode name so i'm gonna go back i'm gonna re redo this part okay so we're gonna hop back prosser you're gonna edit this and i'm gonna say so yeah so the episode is called uh the monsters are due on maple street and the premise of that episode is that the neighbors that all know each other get it in their heads that there is an alien among them. And then they start basically turning on each other and almost, I think since it's TV in the sixties, I think they almost kill someone. They don't actually kill someone, Okay, but things just go crazy and they just all become, become monsters in their own right. Trying to find this alien. And basically, at the very end, it's it's revealed that there were aliens watching them, <laughs> and they were manipu they were manipulating the situation yeah. to see how humans would react. Yeah. But like, but I think that's that is an excellent episode, and that's an excellent story about how monsters can be anywhere, including like, you know, inside yourself, or could be your neighbor. It just might not be a monster. As in someone who looks different than you or who is different than you. Right. Right? Like, it's... That's why I like the I like the idea of the concept of monster movies being a broad net. Because you can cover so much ground. You can cover and touch on so many different topics and themes just within the genre of being a monster movie. Mm -hmm. 
And that's probably why it's one of my favorite genres. Like I absolutely love it. Yeah, no, I would totally agree with you. I think, I think you are right on, like you're right on the point there. I think, yeah, you have like this, the monster that it looks different than us or acts different than us or was created artificially. But then you also have the monster that's within each one of us. And you are right now, like, like when I think about those types of movies, both of those monsters do come to the surface. And that is kind of the drawing interest and what gives those films a bit more depth, right? Like, because if you only just had the monster, now you just have like a classic, like, you know, standard monster eating people flick or something, right? Yeah. Uh, but when you have it, when you're digging into the character's actual inner journey and their character arc and their story, but it's one where they go from being a normal person or like, you know, someone you actually can maybe relate with. And instead of having like a positive change, they go through a negative change and they become the monster at the end of the, like at the end of the film, like they are the monster. Like it's not the monster. Who's the monster. It's them. Um, there was one film now that we're talking about it, that popped back into my head that I watched quite a while ago. And it was so weird that I know exactly why I completely forgot it and probably blocked it from my memory. Have you seen Slice? Slice or Splice? <laughs> oh, it might have been Splice. It might have been Splice. That's, I have that, it. It's, it's the Adrian Brody Yeah, yeah, one, right? yeah. Adrian Brody. Yeah. And Pros- I can't remember. Prosser wants me to watch it. It's like... Okay, so it's right up the man scientist alley. Like it's a, it, it is exactly oh, yeah. that. It's just not like, you know, Frankenstein. I've I've heard about it. I've read up on um, it. I know I know the things that happen in yeah, it. Yeah, the things that happen. Yeah, yeah. And like so now that when you talk about that, that movie pops in my head. I'm like, yeah. If most creation or type monster like, uh, mad scientist type films, like if that's kind of how they play out, then I would agree with you. The monster is both. And it's not I mean, necessarily like... the monster's fault. Actually, you know what? I'm going to like counter that and just say the monster is the scientist. And because it's the, the what we're calling the monster is just simply a creature that's different. And it wasn't their fault they were created. They were just created like they just are who they are. So are they necessarily a monster? I, I don't know. I don't know. But I would say the scientist is probably more the monster, if anything. And the monster is just the definition we give this creature that they created. But the scientist is the monster. That's what I, and that's just based off that one film. Cause that film was messed up. There was some weird shit in splice, real weird, real, like, and not creepy. Like this is scary. Like there was some like disturbing, weird things that why someone thought that up. I don't <laughs> know. Yeah that part yeah 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 ethan knows yeah. what i'm talking about and if you've seen this movie you know what i'm talking about but like um i don't know pretty much he bangs his like little science project which is like the weirdest uh, it was such a strange film <laughs> anyway no for sure like thinking about that film i'm so, with you man i'm thinking the scientist is the monster actually i guess i'm not with you well, it's like i'm, I'm with another... me there's a there's another film that popped into my head that or a series of films but like one that handles it the best and like um it's the same story it's been translated so many times but it's I am legend okay yeah um and I'm not talking about I am legend like so I am legend was the short story and then it got turned into a film with Vincent Price called Last Man on Earth mm-hmm. which is the most faithful adaptation and probably the clearest one 
Then there's one with Charlton Heston called Omega Man, which is the biggest trip in the world, and I don't, you don't need to see it, but like it's ridiculous. Okay. And then there's Will Smith's I Am Legend, which, while retaining that name, kind of lost the main story and the meaning of I Am Legend in it. And the idea with I Am Legend is basically so you have the Vincent Price, Charlton Heston, or Will Smith character being the last person on Earth. Yeah. Because they're being hunted by this they feel like they're being hunted and attacked by these monsters every single night. Right. Whereas they've been going out and they've been killing these creatures during the day. And the whole cool thing with that story, spoilers ahead, the cool thing with that story is what it actually is by the end of it. He realizes to him, yeah, they are the monsters, but to them, he's the monster because he's the one killing them. Going out and killing them, and yeah. He's the one, and that's where the name comes from, of the story, is that those creatures are telling stories about him. He's the legend. Yeah. Right? And that's where it's I Am Legend, right? Um, and I want to say they tackled that in the Vincent Price one. I have to rewatch it. It's been years. Um, where he realizes, oh, wait, I'm I'm just as much of a monster to them as they are to me. Omega Man, they went this weird route where there's Jesus metaphor with... I don't know why, <laughs> but at the very end, like spoilers again, I'm really sorry. I'm spoiling a lot of things, but it's a discussion about movies. Um, Watch At movies. the very end of Omega Man, Charlton Heston dies, but he dies and the way his body lands is like in a cross pose, like his legs are together and his arms are spread out like this and he's bleeding from his hands. And it's like, why, Char Charlie? Why? <laughs> Why the why the Jesus pose? Yeah. What are you trying to say? And then, firstly, if we may, I feel like because they went so animalistic with the designs for I Am Legend, I feel like that part of the story was really missed. Right, like it was really it was really missed out on at least from what I remember. Like I think it's a good movie until that ending, and then it just kind of like falls apart. Yeah, and you're not quite sure. I don't really remember the ending of that film at all. Yeah. And that's well. There's two endings, and like I don't know. To me, to me, the, the problem with with it is as soon as you make him not the last person on Earth, it defeats the whole story, and defeats the stakes because it's again like it, it draws a line of the sand where it's basically as opposed to being like the idea of well maybe humans have evolved and that's kind of where humans are now. Yeah, and he's kind of a remnant of the past. They've made it where it's like, no, these are clearly the evil creatures because look at them. They're scary looking and there are humans who look normal. Therefore, we are normal. And it just kind of it defeats and destroys that entire point of that story, which was that the normal looking one to us is still the monster. We could be the monsters as opposed to things that look slightly different than us. Yeah. And that's that's where I feel like they really missed the mark with the new one. But I, I love that story, too, because, again, it takes the narrative and kind of turns it on its head and i think that's cool i think that's great cool man yeah no i'm totally with you on that one the real monster Does it make you want to is watch? inside of us exactly well i mean like technically yes as writers and storytellers 100 percent. yeah Ooh. um so oh, are sorry, you gonna watch more monster again. movies matt um, no, that's, maybe. For, that's for the next. The ghosts are for the next episode, Matt. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, no, maybe. I, I'm not promising anything. I I barely. 
watch <laughs> I movies try to now? like keep up with like movies now, and I, like I love movies, and I want to like watch them. Ah, there's just so little time, you know. And when you do get to watch a movie, you usually have to pick something a bit more family friendly. Okay, let me clarify. It's hard to watch movies that I want to watch that my family wouldn't also want to watch. <laughs> if that makes more sense, I can watch movies all day. Like as long as you know my wife or daughter. Or, you know, the baby doesn't really get much of a say because he's a baby. But, uh, yeah, as long as it's movies they want to watch, then it's usually good to go. But uh, anything I want to watch that's a little different or more violent or more gory or a bit more in-depth, a little less interesting for them, I guess. Uh, yeah, it, it's tough to find the time to watch those. Coolio, man, I think I would say I think we covered that monster topic pretty thoroughly. So there's several questions for the audience this time. Number one, does Blade 2 count as a monster movie? Mm. I think that's the first one I want to know. Mm. I'm curious what people have to say about that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, also, vampires and werewolves. I want to know where people sit on that. Where would they go? And don't think 30. about it too hard, though. Just pick one. <laughs> don't pull. Don't pull. Or a, think about. Don't pull an us. Or think about it as hard as you want. I, I'm. I'm cool with it. Now you're getting mixed messages. The, uh... We suck at this job. <laughs> <laughs> ah, who cares? We're. It's interesting, Matt. It's interesting. We're keeping them on their toes. That is. And uh, the something. third. The third is what makes a monster movie a monster, or what makes a monster? Who is the monster of these movies? Yeah, hey, I think it? that's the better question. Who is the monster? All right, so uh, Matt, do you want to take over the second half of this and talk about what you wanted to talk about when it comes to Halloween and horror and spooky spooky films? Yeah, no, what I thought would be a really interesting topic to discuss, and we got some great ones for the next episode too, but I just thought it would be interesting to really talk about and have this conversation where and talk about the films where it's like the times you were most scared like what not necessarily what genre what specific film like framed you but like what were the moments that uh, you were most scared and then maybe like dig into them a little more there too uh if you have any fun like funny stories or like memories that really stick out like damn i was scared as hell like, what were these moments for you that really did it? Like, what what scenes, what what films tell us? Let us know what times are you most scared watching I can think film. of, I can think of four off the top of my head. Cool, let's rock and roll. I'm trying to think of the order in which they happened, though. Oh, no, I can, dude, I can give you a whole history of... Like, are you sure you want to open up this can of worms? Let's open it up, man. Let's let's open up. I'm really interested. Even in horror movies. Yeah, yeah. I'm real interested. So, so this is gonna start as far back as me being five years old. Yeah. And we were in our music class in kindergarten, and our lovely music teacher was. It was Halloween season, and he showed us. uh, You remember those eyewitness videos? vaguely like there, there were the there was the books eyewitness yeah like, i remember you know, the books I, yeah so they had they had movies too like little short educational things too right and one of them was eyewitness monsters and um it was really cool because it talked about what a monster was it yeah. was really really fascinating especially it's definitely geared towards kids so 
<laughs> Basically, I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of where to go with this. Yeah, because so basically, Damn it, they had this thing. That. They showed it to us, um, and it it traumatized me. It, it scared me. I was just like, nope, I don't like anything monster related or horror related. That was too scary for me. Yeah, and what it was, because I found this thing years later years later like on youtube i think you can still find it there and it's 20 minutes long and 90 percent of it is talking about animals which i love <laughs> and it's talking about like the dangers of like you know of there's like these creatures like yeah. it's what humans perceive as monsters like it's not actually that scary yeah but there was like a couple seconds of nosferatu in it and a werewolf transformation and those images stuck in my brain so much. Just just literally 10 seconds oh, man. of this entire thing Yeah, stuck with me so much. There was, I think, a clip of like Nosferatu going in and like killing the girl. And it's all done by shadows. Right. It's amazing. It's a great cinematic experience. And I love it. Now, I didn't back that. I was terrified back then because I'm like, oh, shadows can kill me. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And, <laughs> pretty bad, and it man. ruined... Like, if shadows could kill ruined, you, that would suck. Yeah. It ruined scary things for me for a very long time. Yeah. Like, I didn't... I was just like, oh, no, it's scary. Ooh, I don't like that feeling. Um, Which then... Because oh, I can't remember how old I was. Because a bunch of this stuff happened before I moved. Because I before I moved to Centennial. Because by the time I met you guys... I was, you were I mean, fine. I, You're good to go. Yeah. I think we we talked and watched horror together. Like by the time that I knew you, and there wasn't really yeah anything that really tr- troubled me too much. But like, so I can't remember which order it happened. But then also, so Lord of the Rings scared me a little bit too because mm-hmm. there's there's some monstrous things and like scary things in Lord of the Rings. We can both agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but the one that really messed me up in both the animated Lord of the Rings and the live action one is when the ring race are stabbing the beds. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's so much so that to this day at the age of 29, I cannot sleep on my back because of that one shot in fellowship of the rings. Cause Sam is laying on his back. He doesn't even get stabbed. Yeah. It's a yeah, it's fake a, out. Yeah. But because of that fake out, I can't sleep on my back. Because I'm like, no, if I sleep on my, my brain, my brain, and I, I'm smarter than this. I know it's not going to happen. My brain translates, <laughs> if you sleep on the back, you're going to get stabbed in the stomach. <laughs> yeah. And that's the, but like, sleeping on my stomach and stabbed in the back <laughs> is fine. Okay. Yeah. Great. That makes sense. <laughs> so, so there's How did that. this happen? We're smarter than this. That's, exactly. That's a hundred percent. How did this it. happen? We're smarter than this. And then <laughs> the other one that really got me was Jurassic Park. The first time I watched Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, that was a good. I'd never seen it. I'd never seen it. I think I don't remember. I might have been thirteen by the time I saw it. I don't know how old I was when I saw it. I just know I was terrified. I was watching it in my friend's basement in the dark, and they were making fun of me because I was so scared of it. But they'd all seen it before. Yeah. I never had, so I was freaking out. 
because there are some great jump scares in that movie and it's phenomenal and like it's so great well use of tension like especially when you get to the raptors in the kitchen and stuff like just oh, excellent like use of tension and dude people getting eaten like yeah that, that's one of my big fears i think i mentioned that last week people getting eaten is terrifying like it's just it's 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 a whole thing the one that really triggered horror movies for me and clicked in horror movies were a thing and actually piqued my interest was when I watched Evil Dead and Jeepers Creepers at a friend's birthday party. Mm-hmm. Those are my first two official horror movies. Yeah. And I just, I don't, I don't know what it was about them that scared me other than the images that stuck with me. Like for years afterwards, and I've, I've seen both movies since and like, they don't scare me as much, obviously, but like they were horrific for, again, I was 12. I had zero context for what horror movies were. Yeah. But my favorite thing about that isn't watching the movies. It's after the fact I went (laughs) after the fact I went into my basement to get something from the laundry room and there's another there's a bathroom downstairs this is my parents old house but there's a bathroom downstairs and around the corner and for some reason my little sister was downstairs in the dark no lights on (laughs) so i didn't think anyone was in the i didn't think it was in the basement yeah so i go in the laundry room and i come out and she comes around the corner and i just see something come around the corner i have not been sleeping all week I literally leapt from the bottom step to the top step. Seven steps, regular staircase. A 12-year-old. I jumped seven, like, I don't mean, like, ran up. I mean, in one single leap, cleared seven stairs to the top because I was so frightened. (laughs) Just left a turd trail behind you, too, I bet. (laughs) dude i can't jump i i 100 i have yeah. no vertical at all yeah <laughs> except for that that was survive that was basic survival yeah. instincts yeah. that kicked in that was like adrenaline um, and like like mothers lifting cars kind of shit man that's 100 percent. that, was. Yeah. that yeah. was like i don't know what this is down here yeah. but i'm getting out because <laughs> i like not a... this is not the day i die <laughs> <laughs> um the other oh, one, man. which was a bad idea, it was a terrible idea. Yeah, but I watched Amityville Horror, the the old nineteen seventies one, by myself in my bedroom in the dark. Good call. I don't know why. I don't know. Why. Dude, and this this was after I had met you. This was in high school. This was in my new house. Ooh. I had met you. I knew you. I terrified myself and I slept with my lights on for like over. Oh, I don't blame time. you, man. Amityville is actually on my list. Yeah. I got a little bit of a story for that too. Yeah. Um, the original the Conjuring yeah, freaks me out. Yeah. Actually, dude, the other one too, it is related to you. Actually, is Paranormal Activity. Mm, yeah. When you when you showed it when you showed the group of us Paranormal Activity, yeah. I had to leave the room several times. Yeah, you're just like I'm out. Like uh, I gotta go to the bathroom. Like, guys. The thing is, <laughs> I knew I knew it was a I knew it was a, it I know it was a homemade film. Yeah. I knew it was if I knew it was a movie, but like. The things that got me with it were the silliest things. Because it wasn't like her charging at the camera at the end. But it was them finding that picture in the attic. Yeah. That freaked me out. That's not even a scary moment, but it freaked <laughs> me out. The idea and of then it, yeah. the, And then the Ouija board scene, where it just starts moving on its own and lights the fire. Yeah. 
those two scenes are what messed me up the most. Everything else was like, okay, it's a loud noise. And that page is why we don't allow Ouija boards at our game nights. (laughs) Start a damn Um, bar. Also, actually, going back to The Conjuring, one of the scenes that messed me up the most, but I love it to this day, and it still gives me chills, and I love it, is the when they're doing laundry scene and hanging up the towel or the blankets, and then one of them gets blown, and then it's like... The fi- it gets blown and it gets stopped in a figure and then it gets blown up to the window and then the figure's in the window. I love that. I love that so much. It gives me chills. Kept me awake for a long time. But I think <laughs> it kept me that's awake just... for a long time. You're just like, couldn't sleep after that shit. Yep. I know when I can't sleep and I actively choose not to after yeah. that point. All right. Dude, there are days, even now, like if I, if I watch something that messes me up enough, I'm just like, okay. Lights are all on. Good. I'm going to sleep now. And, uh, yeah, I'll <laughs> But I'm not sleeping up. on my back because I don't want to get stabbed. Exactly. That's just good sense right there. That's just some good sense. I think those are all my examples. I can't think of any others right now, but if I do, I'll let you know. Well, I, but that's... I'll, I'll get into mine in a sec. I just want to, like, point out something, though, because it's very, it's very much the same for me. Um... It's not, like, actual, like, the whole movies that, like, actually scare you. Or, like, sometimes the more dramatic things. It's always, like, these images that stick with you afterwards, right? Oh, and 100%. it's all, all it is, like, in a film that'll actually scare you, the ones that get you to your core, it's just an image or a picture that lasts, like, seconds. Seconds! It's not even a full scene! And those are the things that you carry with you. And those are the things when you go and lay down and close your eyes at night, that's the shit you see. Like, that's the things that actually scare you. So I thought that was actually interesting. Interesting, Because it's very similar to me. Like, it's not like full movies where it's like, I watched this thing and I was scared the whole way through. Because I've never had, like, I've never watched a movie and been, like, scared the whole way through or never been able to, like, go back and watch that film again. You know what I mean? Um, Do you... It's like always these little moments. Yes, I hate jump scares. I find them cheap. Um, Because there's there's so many better ways. Like, you can use them well. um, But there are generally way better ways to create, like, fear. And to create, like, that tension. Without having to resort to just jump scares. Like, every time. I feel like jump scares that don't require sound are the best. Because, like, if there's sound, when I, when I mean that, I mean, like, loud sound. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, you can just do loud a, noises for days and make people jump, right? Like, and that's, but that's, that's 90% so of what it is. Yeah. And I hate it. But, like, like actual good jump scares are the ones that are, like, if it's just an image. Yeah. Right? Sure. Like, Exorcist. I, I just rewatched Exorcist, and I freaking love that movie. But we'll talk about that more probably probably next week. Yeah. Or next episode. On next Friday. Next episode, yeah. The whole timeline thing is messing me up, man. But, like, I don't know. I just, I, there are movies where I've actually gone in and people think I'm extra scared. But in movie theaters, I, when I watch a horror movie, a lot of times I will cover my ears. And it's not because, and people are like, oh, it's because you're scared. And I'm like, no, it's because I don't want to jump during a stupid loud jump scare noise. I want to enjoy the story for what it is. And like I think Blair Witch, that's how I watched the not the not the original one, but like when they did the the follow up to it recently. I don't think I watched that one. It's mm. it's one I just had a feeling was gonna be full of loud noises. Yeah. 
so most of the time I was just like, like and it's just, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm pretty sure you can you can watch me when I watch these movies yeah. and you can tell when I when I can because you can sense when there's a jump scare coming now. Yeah, especially when you watch as many scary movies as like people like us do. Like I'll sit there and I'll just do this, and like I'll be watching fine, but I'm like, no, you're not gonna you're not gonna jump scare me yeah. because I'm not here for that. Cause it, yeah, it is so much about like the audio and stuff. Like if you turn off the audio, the jump scare isn't anywhere near as scary. That reminds me, like, I don't know if you remember or, uh, if any of y'all remember, there was, used to be this like video that had a jump scare in it. And this was like, wow, I must've been like grade seven or eight. So we're talking like, uh, early two thousands. Um, is it like the car commercial one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's got the car and it's going over like the green hills and shit like that. And it's like this nice picturesque, like maybe like English countryside. I don't know. And then yeah. all of a sudden like, Bruh! like she just like this crazy chick just jumps in front of the screen. Man, got me every time. And I hated that. But if you turn off the volume, but again, not scary. Yeah. Like again, and that's the thing is like it, it eventually. That's I kind hate of that big... thing though. That, that got well, me a could, couple times. Could... Which is but the like thing is, sad. you could tell because if <laughs> if you listen to the audio, man, if you listen to the audio, it's just clipping. Yeah. So you're not jumping because it's scary. You're jumping because it's loud. Yeah. You're being startled. Is it, and, and that's, that's exactly what it some. is. That's why it's cheap. Yeah. Because it's not. You're not scared. It's it's a jump startled. Yeah. And it's just it's not the same. Well, which like is like what we're designed to do. Like if you hear a loud noise or a bang, like you're gonna be like, what's going on? Like it's it's survival instincts again kicking in there but uh yeah no i mean for the most part like i enjoy horror movies like i like scaring myself like (laughs) not so much like i never really find myself having a hard time sleeping because i don't have like nightmares like i used to have pretty bad nightmares when i was like like four three to five kind of age probably four to five is probably more realistic um Ooh, i'm adam and adult i don't know nightmares Ooh, uh, look at me. no it's it's not that but like <laughs> i used to have terrible nightmares when i was like really young like terrible um see and, and i, I, feel I didn't like have I terrible nightmares until i turned 20 and that's when i started having my terrible nightmares. oh well, that sucks because they're i tell you they're much better in the past than they are when, <laughs> when no, you're I, older dude i still like like literally like three nights ago yeah i hadn't i had nightmare like i had a nightmare and i woke up i went to bed woke up an hour later later sweating from a real it was a really stupid nightmare like i was setting up a display in a grocery store that wasn't anything like it was like a movie display in the dairy section of a grocery store yeah that does sound terrifying (laughs) but it wasn't even that it's as i was doing that i was getting stalked by a shadowy figure oh nice fun and it 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 terrified me. It woke me up. And I'm like, okay, well, as long as when I go back to sleep, I don't end up in the same nightmare or a worse one. Yeah. And I ended up in a worse one. Oh, well, geez. I had a terrible <laughs> sleep. Sucks. But I slept th- I slept through the whole night. Yeah. But it was awful. You're exhausted. <laughs> yeah. It was a terrible I don't, I don't, sleep. I don't remember what it was. I just remember it was worse than the first thing. So, like, there's there's that. Yeah. But, like, you know, I've, I've been, I, since I turned 20... So it's been it's been a it's been a rough nine years. That that but that a, is pretty rough. Like apparently it's related to stress. So okay. like that's what it is. Yeah. So like once I become a billionaire, then, <laughs> then you'll be fine. That's then it's all good. Then it's all good. Yeah. No. It, it's definitely like I don't really have like like I don't know. Maybe I have like the odd like 
tense dream, but like nothing that ever really like, yeah, nothing I would call a nightmare per se. Um, when I was a kid though, when I was like four, maybe five, we used to live in this other house, not the one like, um, that I went to like school in and, you know, grew up in. Um, but we rented this other house before when I was like four and I used to have this dream. Okay. You know, that red plane. Um, so think back to like Saskatoon. So this is for the Saskatonians. If you're not in Saskatoon, you're not going to get this. Um, but you know, by the airport, there's that red plane yeah, on red Avenue plane C over by, by yeah. like J and H builders like, and stuff like that. Yeah. It's that really weird. Like you can get to, you can get to that red plane by like three different roads. Yeah. And you never take, you, you never, like you never end up taking all three. I know exactly which plane yeah, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. It's just a random jet in the middle of the city. Yeah, it is. Like They're not even in the middle of the city. It's like it's a just like weird random north like statue on, on like whatever avenue. See, I don't remember yeah. if it's for a business or something, but like on the side was. on the side of it, like is a helmet, like it's like a knight's helmet. But I guess like for me, it always looked like a knock, like a fist or something that had like smoke coming out of it. <laughs> it was like really weird. Okay, so anyway, that's just like the basis of it because I used to live in the North End when I was like four or five like we were living in the north end and i always had this dream and this happened like every single night like without like don't get to skip a night man every single night like no matter what i'd be sleeping and i would hear like a knock at the window and i would look and it was like a red plane but it was like had like teeth it was like drooling and it was like like had like evil eyes and like it was just glowing red outside and it was just knocking and like trying to like bash its way inside right and like i would like lose my shit (laughs) like that was it and that happened to me like that was and when you're four like you know that was like the worst and i had that dream every single night i called it the ugly airplane because it was like literally an ugly airplane more or less like but it was really effed up and it happened every single night and i had nightmares for like over a year of my life with that exact same plane and it was the same thing you lay in bed you sleep for a while then all of a sudden here and it was like fuck man <laughs> like i don't want to look at the window but of course you look at the window and there it was just Ugh. it was kind of like venom but like obviously venom wasn't a thing back then but um he might have been but i don't think we were four no like i didn't see no venom i never he might have been comic book thing but like this is like before those animated morning spider-man things or at least before i watched Uh, watched them in the morning because they came out when they came out in 94 yeah this would have been like nine yeah this would have been when you were four that would have been 95 there's a chance that you might have you might have seen we didn't know we didn't watch those in the morning yet not till we got to like the other house or whatever so well fine i'm just trying uh, to give you some kind of explanation i know i just or you could i just remember you could have seen you could have seen a toy like the thing is it's so weird with dreams because you could have just seen maybe a toy well and no, you're like but oh it, that scares it me all just came from that stupid plane man like it, it, it was That's all amazing. based off that stupid plane and for no reason whatsoever but like my brain just interpreted that as this like demonic creature that was always trying to get into my house and it always just knocked at my window like oh man that was creepy i couldn't look out windows for like a long time 
And then when we moved into like, the other house, I had a dream where it came. It was the first night we were there. It was at my new like house. And I was like, you motherfucker. And I like, broke out of the window and like beat the shit out of it. And then it's never come back. Never had another nightmare. Very, like, it was just strange times, man. Being a kid is super weird. See, <laughs> I, I had like, I had a similar, not dream, but like a similar experience to the dream, except for I don't remember how I got rid of it. Yeah. But it was one like specifically for me where like, it was always about a witch coming into our house during Halloween. Yeah. And turning my family and friends into stone. Oh, that would be unfortunate. It was terrible. And I'd go and hide in the bathroom yeah. and then I'd wake up. Just as I was going to get turned into stone, that's when I would wake up. And that was with me for like a few years. Yeah. And I have no idea where it went, how it went away. It just eventually did. And... It, I don't have quite the triumphant story that you have, Matt. Well, man, just, I literally just... had to fight the thing. And again, like, it's a, it's a kid's dream. But, like, it makes you wonder, man. Like, and that's kind of where, like, dreams are such a strange thing. Because sometimes you just write them off as, like, a kid's imagination. But you do have to wonder what other supernatural forces are at play there when you're asleep. Like, there are definitely probably things that are knocking at your, like, you know, your your window or your door, like, on a... On that kind of level too, right? Because sleep is like a whole different, like, it's a whole weird thing. So sometimes it's psychological. Sometimes it, I definitely have to wonder if that was something, not something more than it was. But after that dream, I couldn't watch uh, horror movies for like a while. Because obviously, like, if a pl- if driving by a plane scares the shit out of you that much, that this like it manifests into this, you know, demonic creature, well, then you probably shouldn't be watching horror movies. Uh, it was probably when I was at the age of now, so skipping ahead a couple of years, uh, the age of yep. like seven or something, it was like six or seven. So it was like maybe two years. And my cousin, she was like talking about horror movies and like me, like trying to be like, Oh, I'm, I'm a big boy. I'm like, yeah, I could watch horror movies. Like I ain't scared of shit. And she's like, okay, like, like you guys like come over, like come over to my house. Like she, like she was married and stuff like my cousin Sherry, Uncle Ron there. Good old Uncle Ron. And then, uh, uh, do they have kids yet? Mm, I don't think so. Um, so anyway, like, I just go over there and, like, hang out. And they put on, like, so the first horror movie she watched is like, okay, you're not scared? Like, let's check this out. So the first one we watched was Amityville Horror. And that was, like, the 1970s one. And immediately I was petrified. And... I didn't see anything yet. All I heard was the song. Do you remember the song? Do you remember the song at the beginning of that film? No. I remember Rosemary's Baby, Poltergeist. I can't think so of Amityville. So at the beginning of Amityville Horror, it's like this little kid's choir, and they're like, ah, ah, and like immediately i was like oh fuck this shit i'm scared man why are kids singing i'm freaking out (laughs) like i was already losing it and then you know we watched the film like i think we watched about half and then i had to like take a break a little bit and then we watched like the second half the next day um but like no like it freaked me out and it wasn't anything like because Amityville isn't very, like, visual. Like, you don't actually see too much. Um, but it's, like, all those things that move without anything actually moving it. Right? Like, and that still is kind of like an image or something that freaks me out kind of to this day. 
it's just like it gives me a little bit of a chill anytime you see like anything that moves that by itself that shouldn't freaks me you know that would freak like that's like that's my thing that kind of freaks me out and that came from amityville just watching like like the window pane like slamming down on that kid's hands and um she was the voice that got me. Like uh, the get out scene. Oh yeah, the get out or like that that's the, the one that this really is like the passageway to hell. Like that really big like do you remember that in the basement there? Actually I think that was the Warrens, right? Like wouldn't that have been the Warrens? Because I think they went to investigate the Amityville house. So I'm assuming that was the Warrens in the film from uh The Conjuring. Same May, family. I'd have to go back and read. I have to go and rewatch it because I actually haven't, dude. I haven't watched that film in years because of how much it messed me up. Plus, I I kind of want it on Blu-ray. Yeah, no, like I, I, have I haven't DVD, watched it but... since a kid either. But I remember them having like paranormal investigators, and uh, they did that whole scene. And then later, I remember reading like the Warrens actually did visit the Amityville house, like when investigated it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I bet that was actually like those, uh, you know, that was the their their interpretation of those characters. So I was like, oh, interesting. Um, or the walls bleeding, like just stuff like that, right? Like it's those little images that stick in your head. So little six year old me, man, I'm pretty freaked out by this film. I'm like, good God. Like, is this a thing that's real? Cause I remember something knocking at my window, not that many years ago. And like, I'm getting freaked out. So then the next time we went over, cause she's like, Oh, let's do a horror night again. And I was like, uh, yeah, I can handle it. And like, no problem, man. Put my little hands on my on my hips like Superman pose. Like, I got this, man. I'm tough as hell. The movie they picked that night was uh, It. That's a great one. <laughs> Which is like it's... an excellent movie nowadays and like definitely not terrifying at all. When you watch it, it's actually almost like funnier than it is scary. Um, but when you're seven... I love the remake. Like, yeah, the remakes were great. The remakes were great. Especially, like, the first half. The second part, part two is, like, okay. But the part one was, like, really, really good. Um, but, like, the original... When you're seven years old, man, and you're watching a movie about a clown that, like, eats kids, like, that's gonna do it for you. So there's always a couple scenes that, like, really stuck out. Obviously, when, like, he kills Georgie in the sewers... Um, when he comes out of like, when the, I can't remember the one kids in like the shower and he like comes yep. out of like the middle of like that group, like shower thing. How you doing there? And then like, he does like the whole, like the fangs come out and stuff like, you know, yeah. like that scene was like really impactful. So frankly, like I couldn't have a shower for like a while, but like by myself, like I was like, I'll just like, I didn't know what to do. What do you have a bath? And then it comes out of the tub. Like, do you have a shower? Oh, I'm to, still, like, avoid dude, it? Like, I'm still afraid of drains. I, I don't, I don't touch drains. Oh yeah. No like, drains, because, drains like, don't bug I, me. But like at the time, they, they like, bug for me a while. Yeah. Literally again, I, at the age I am at, these things should not bug me, but my imagination is like, no, Ethan, <laughs> they're real and it's like no brain no brain you've existed for how long this hasn't happened and i'm like i tell myself no this stuff won't happen because it's not real it's fiction my brain's like but ethan what if you're wrong and it's like but brain no and it's like no you're probably wrong how did we get here we're smarter than this (laughs) brain So those were like I'm not apparently. <laughs> those were like the two scariest films though. Then when I watched when I was younger, like we did watch other ones after that. Um, I don't really have like remember what specifically we watched. Um, 
I feel like there was like a haunted manor or something there was like a couple other ones we watched that weren't overly scary or i didn't find that scary but it's like those old ones that you go back to and watch like when you're that age that were really really creepy and really left an impact um yeah like those are those are two really big ones for me um i would say hammer what was it the grudge i think that movie freaked me out too and the only scene that really freaked me out was um if you've never seen it like there's so she goes into that grudge house which was like a house is like can't remember if these kids or i can't remember exactly the story that they go into um and this is like the american version this isn't like the japanese one because i was no there's no way in hell i was watching that <laughs> like I'm, I'm i know right yeah. now like i would not like I was like nope japanese ghost already freaked me out the american version was enough um, she like opens this door and like the kid's face is at like the top of the door, like the corner and, but it's all dark behind. You just see the kid's face is like, Aah. and it like slides down. Like it's like way above her and then like slides down right towards her face. And that always like, that's an image that freaks me out. Cause like now like open doors and I can almost to picture like day. a face like sliding down or getting into my face. I'm like, no, no. So that one freaks me out. Um, I'm trying to think of like other ones, but like paranormal activity was obviously another big one for me. Like when we went and I got a great story about that, like me and Chris and Ethan, we're all living together. We're chilling in our, what we called the dungeon because this place that we had rented, which we kind of rented last minute. Um, cause we decided to move together last minute. So this is the first place I moved out of after high school, same year, 2009. Yeah. 2009. And, um, <laughs> so we had this place called the dungeon and the there was like it was called the dungeon because there was only two windows there's one in ethan's room and there was one in mine and you could maybe fit through them like if there was a fire we were all dead like that was like kind of like the kind of like it was not a legal suite you know what i mean like it was not i've been there before, it was not yeah. well that's where we watched paranormal activity <laughs> that's what we called it no i mean like i've been in i've been in i've been in those kind oh, of those types of places too, too yeah so like and we had a great time there like we had uh it was all just like really cheap floors so we had rolly office chairs were our first pieces of furniture and we just like whoever had the rolly chair you slid to the fridge grab the beers and you like roll your ass back and crack them we had one office chair and i think it was like two like lawn chairs you know what i mean like that was our first furniture we had our tv stacked up our like our tv table was two milk crates you know what I mean? like that's how we roll hey, it works and it was great we did get better furniture like you know like a couple weeks in but for the first while it was just awesome so we had a great time there like we'd shoot airsoft guns at each other we'd have big fights because the walls were like made of plastic too pretty much so they didn't they didn't dent or anything so you could just have like all out like airsoft wars we had a great time so in october though around halloween we decided, like, okay, let's go watch a scary movie together. It's me, Chris, and Ethan. We jump in the car, and we head on down to the downtown Cineplex, which arguably its location is scarier than the film itself, but that's just where they yep. located the theater. And we go in there, and we're like, what movie should we watch? There's a couple different horror movies out that year, I think. Um, we're like, no, let's check out this paranormal activity. Like, how, how scary could it be? Let's check it out. We got in that theater, man. And this is a thing about watching horror movies in theaters that always like just trips me right out because there's no escape. In your house, you could leave the room. 
You could say, I gotta take a dump. Go to the bathroom. You could hide under blankets. You can do whatever you need to do to avoid that situation. In the theater, you are trapped. You are there. You yeah. just gotta let it happen to you. I mean, you could go to the yeah, bathroom. You can leave. You can go want. to the bathroom. Yeah. But then you're gonna look like a coward, and everyone's gonna throw stuff at you. Coward. No, I just got a weak <laughs> bladder. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> so, you, you know, you just sit there and let it happen to you. That's kind of the theater experience, man. It's kind of the theater experience, and you also paid for it, so you don't want to leave. You just, you know, there's a lot of motivation just to stay in your seat. So we yeah. get there, and like the theater's packed. Like it is jammed packed i was surprised how many people wanted to see this movie and we're sitting there and the film starts and it's just like normal stuff like nothing like crazy is like if you've seen the film you know nothing crazy happens at the beginning and gradually like the events continue to uh increase in intensity and kind of like the bit more of the fear factor um but we're sitting there man and for me again the creepiest part about that film and again, it wasn't when she like lunged at the camera at the very end. Yeah. Um, it was like the shit moving by itself. Like that always, always will get me. And that all goes back all the way to Amityville Horror watching that when I was six. It's shit moving by itself that shouldn't move always freaks me out. Always. It'll never not. Like cause it just like gets my like... It makes my, like, stomach tight. You know what I mean? Like, anytime I see those in films. Like, it's not the actual, like, visual visualization of, like, ghosts or demons. But it's it's just how they interact with the world. And, like, you can't fight them. You can't stop them. It's crazy. But obviously, yes, the Ouija board scene, very creepy. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of different uh, scenes in that movie. When she's getting dragged down the hallway, like, very creepy, right? Yeah. Um so uh or when like there's just like the loud thuds and like the smashes and i mean it was a really fun movie and we had a like we had a great time too because when i get scared i like to like make jokes just to like try and like break the tension because what paranormal activity did really really well which i'll also say about two and three was like the tension and how they crafted and used it like they didn't use a lot of jump scares in those films right like it was just the tension of the situation like they have the one camera i think it's in the second one um they also use the same tactic in the third one actually i think but the second one has the camera that kind of goes back and forth like between the two rooms and like there's the dad watching the couch in the one i think it was the second one watching the couch and then it goes back to like the other like room nothing but as you're going like there's a wall right so you don't quite see the other room yet so every time you're going back to the other room you're like what's gonna be there what's gonna be there what's gonna be there right and like i don't know there was like nothing for like two turns and all of a sudden you go back and it's like there's the figure standing there like under the sheet kind of thing and then it's gone and the sheet falls you know like it's just like stuff like that and how they had like that low bass come in anytime like the demon showed up in the room like that low bass started yep. rubble so you know shit was gonna go down like it was so well done as far as tension goes but like, that was just, like, one of my favorite memories. And at the end, she jumps at the camera. The whole theater is, like, dead silent. Like, you could drop a pin, man. Like, if you had, like, the Arius fart, someone would hear it. You know what I mean? Like, it was like no one was moving. And I'm just like, 
I guess we're all sleeping here tonight. <laughs> like everyone just starts busting the gut. Like just killed the tension. Like immediately everyone starts laughing. And then every, like we all start up getting like get up to leave the theater. But you could like cut that tension with a knife, man. Like there was not one person in that theater that was like son of a bitch. So then the story gets even better. So, so that movie freaked us out. Like we go back home, we have we each like before we go to bed, we're like we gotta take like shots. So we each do like three shots because you know why not? We're that age; it's perfect time to do shots. And uh, so we do that. Go to bed. Um, I think we all had a pretty rough sleep. Every little bump and noise, you're just like, what? What was that? What was that? What was that? Right? Like you're just picturing things. Um, then the next day, I, I come home from work. And, like, Chris and Ethan are just looking at me. Or I come home, I can't remember if it's from work or it's from, like, Fireside or, like, one of the scene groups or something. Um, and they're just, like, looking yeah. at me, like, dead straight. And I'm like, what's going on, guys? Like, they look like they're both, like, white and they're drinking. So I'm like, okay, you guys are drunk, but, like, clearly you look really freaked out as well. Um, and they're like, someone just called. And they're like, I'm like, okay, who called? They're like, we don't know. It was a chick. I'm like, yeah, what she want? I'm like, she was looking for Mika. And we're just like, fuck. Because that was like her boyfriend's name in the film, right? <laughs> it was like Mika. Yeah. So like some chick called our house the next day. And like she sounded like the chick from the film looking for Mika. And then we're like, more drinks, boys. More drinks. Like, like, what are the chances of that? Like, how many people... Are you sure your friends weren't... Are you sure they weren't just playing a dr- joke on no, you? No, no. They, like, they, they were, like, straight up true. I believe <laughs> them. Because they were pretty, like, rattled. Like, they kept talking about it after. Even when I went to bed, they were still talking about it. But, no, man. Like, and, like, what are the chances of that? Like, how many people do you know named Mika? I know the guy in that movie. And I'm pretty sure there's a guy who used to make music. And that back singer? In the, yeah, the singer. Right? Yeah. I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be violet sky, I could be purple, I could be purple, I could be anything you like. So, like, literally, the only two people I know <laughs> named Mika. So, what are the chances, what are the chances that the next day we get that phone call? It was super, super creepy. Um, but those are, like, probably, like, the so, three times in my lives that I have been, like, creeped out to, like, just the max man and it wasn't like anything specific it, it's just like those or not anything like it's not any film itself it's just those specific moments that you take back with you um that really laid impact on you and like live in your brain and that even today like i still think about them or you still see them and you're like oh man do i want to turn on this light probably probably were you one of the people who believed that it was a real thing when it first came out we did for like a day i think because i know that was a because i was like the big hype around this one is like no guys it's actual footage of yeah like, well like we, they actually got something and like no for, like, for a long time um for a long time there was a lot of people like on the internet and all around because i did like i did a bunch of my research when you wanted to show me yeah. on it and that's how i found out that it was fake yeah like i did but i had to like look deep yeah to find out but like there was a huge movement of people where it's like no guys paranormal activity is proof that the paranormal exists <sighs> oh my goodness uh, yeah everybody. and let's put it in a movie theater exactly 
I, I wanted to believe it was true. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to like, cause you want, like I, like I said, I kind of like scaring myself. <laughs> like I enjoy, like it's kind of weird. I get a rush out of it, I guess. Well, you used, you used to go to haunted houses, didn't you? Yeah, like, for a little while and stuff like that. But that's almost a little, like, too much, like, intense for me, too, because there's a lot of jump scares in those, right? So it's, like, it's like a bit too much, like, uh, st- stimulus there. Um, but no, like, I want to believe it's true just because it's more fun. But, like, obviously, if there was actual paranormal footage like that, that shit would not be in the movie. They wouldn't be like, that's a movie. You know what I mean? Like, that shit would That'd be, be like, this like, is news. Like, exactly. Like, or, you know, like, you know, yeah. Or this is recent footage. It'd be in the news whether people believe it or not. I don't know. But, like, it would be pretty significant. And obviously with the second one and the third one, like, it was pretty obvious. But the fact that well, it was... as soon as the they pack, announced the sequel, the, everyone's like... Yeah, and, and that was the same with the Blair Witch too, right? When it came out, they're just like, oh, this is super, This is real. This is the truth kind of thing, right? Like, yeah, that's why they put it in a movie and, like, made you pay to see it because it's, it's definitely the truth. Um, but, like, they do a really good job of making it convincing so that it's like if you want to play along, you can... If you want to believe it's the truth, you can believe it. Like it, they make they, they do a good enough job to allow you that fantasy, even if you know it's like, nah, man, this is just a movie. But it definitely freaked us out though when we got that phone call the next day because like, what were the chances of that? And then your head just starts playing games with you. We're smarter than this. How did we get here? <laughs> You're just like, but yet here we are. <laughs> here we are. Oh, trust me. If trust me, if that would have happened to me, I probably would still be play, like again ten years down the line. I'd still be like, but guys, this one time, holy crap! Yeah, but it didn't happen to me, so I'm fine. <laughs> so you're good. So I'm okay. So you're good to go. Yeah, no. And, and honestly, the first Paranormal Activity, that's still one movie that I probably still have a hard time watching, just because of like the levels of tension in it. Like it was just done really well. And it brings back all those things that, like, all those images, right? Like, because you see them again, and it just reinforces those same thoughts and same feelings over and over again. But, yeah, no, we haven't watched that for a while. Maybe I should get, like, yeah, maybe I should, like, just message Chris and be like, let's watch some paranormal activity. I also don't like just, like, thinking about that stuff or watching those things because it's, like, I feel like I'm, like, encouraging that type of shit into my life, but, you know. Me and Chris had many ghostly adventures. We were like good horror movie type, like go ghost investigating type buddies. So it was fun. It was ghost fun. hunters. Yeah. Well, we did a little bit of that. Nothing like substantial, but like enough just to kind of creep you out for a bit. And then go like, guy, this is maybe a bad idea. Let's hey guys, stop like, this. Why and, uh... are we still doing this? <laughs> but yeah, no, it was fun. We we had a good time, and like that's kind of that's why I like horror movies, man, because they're just fun. Like it's just it's fun to scare yourself. Like it's fun. Like you can laugh about it after, and maybe at night you get that chill down your back, and it's a little tough to sleep. But at the end of the day, like yeah, it's fun to scare yourself. Because you know most of it's not probably not going to... Even if it is real, it's probably not going to happen to you. Probably. But maybe. But probably not. But you never know. But who knows? That's why we don't bring Ouija boards into the house. Because that's just upping the percentage chance. Page. 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 <laughs> no Ouija boards. 
What if she was like Beetlejuice and you say her name? Three oh times man, she's just like in my house. That knocks on the door. And just dude, I would shit my yeah. pants. Right <laughs> That's an even scarier thought. <laughs> Hi, Paige. <laughs> yes. Speaking of Paige, and the speaking of Paige, that's where our question of the day comes from. Nice. I just. I'm totally stealing that, not because I couldn't think of one, but because it was a good one that actually fit really, really well with our topics. Also, he couldn't and think of one. Specifically with the monster topic. <laughs> no, I could think of plenty. <laughs> I just couldn't. I just didn't because I, I knew I didn't have to. Fair enough. Because Paige was wonderful and gave us this one. Fair enough. And Paige is, Paige is wondering, uh, what movie creature, it doesn't have to be an evil monster, but what movie creature are you tired of seeing portrayed in a particular way? Why? And how would you design them differently or what would you change about them? Hmm. Interesting. You know what? Like, again, I don't watch a lot of monster movies. So again, I'm not like the best person. It doesn't to have always... to be a monster. It can be... um, well, she did say monster though, right? Uh, movie creature doesn't have to be an evil monster oh okay that's portrayed in like a certain way over okay let me rethink this then yeah like it's kind of a tropey kind of yeah yeah let me rethink that you go first you go first let me think about this here i actually i have i have i have an answer and that's and why i, I said I you go first because i'm like i'm sure ethan's got an answer to this well it, it just clicked on me and it's what I, i've ranted about to so many people so many times and that's the, the interpretation of Lovecraftian monsters, I'm getting really sick and tired of just, like, people throwing tentacles on things and being like, hey, look, uh. <laughs> it's Lovecraft because it's got tentacles. It's got tentacles and a couple extra mouths and an eye in a place it shouldn't be. It's, it's a Lovecraft thing. Look, Lovecraft. And, like... I think there are many different ways to interpret it as monsters. There are some that have tentacles. There are some that don't. The whole point of that kind of story, going with Lovecraftian horror, is about the existential horror of it. The fact that humans and human life are insignificant. That's the whole idea behind that. It's like, it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to come out going crazy or dying like it's there's no middle ground and a lot of that is overshadowed by well we threw this really weird looking wriggly creature therefore that is what makes it lovecraft and like even like watching the adaptation of color out of space i liked it but i also didn't like it because for some reason they made the color have tentacles and that doesn't make any sense it didn't make any sense, and I don't understand why. And it just it feels like that's the go-to, where there's a lot of other creatures that he's described in his mythos that don't have that kind of feel to them, mm -hmm. that they just they look weird. They do look different, but they don't rely on being tentacle monsters. And, like, honestly, it's something I'm just getting tired. And anytime I see, like, someone say something, ooh, this movie is Lovecraftian, and then see giant tentacles pop up, I'm like, well... <laughs> okay okay i'm tapping out because like that's that's like taking the most base thing of lovecraft or again like the reason people always gravitate towards cthulhu specifically is because it's the only one that's really like 
very much described and very much like 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 Cthulhu has a design. Yeah. And even then you can still interpret a bit, but like it just feels like nine times out of ten, it's gotta have tentacles, and I really think that's gotta stop. I think they gotta design something that isn't tentacly well you can do it yeah i think that's like an issue that's not even just for like lovecraftian type things like i find like anytime there's like some random monster in movies like that's insignificant it's like there's always just like tons of tentacles for some reason it's just kind of like why but that's half the time when they half the time when they talk about it because I want to say, like, you know, when they talk about stuff in behind the scenes, they're like, oh, we were going for a Lovecraftian feel. And it's like, but why? But why were you, why, and why would you assume that tentacles mean Lovecraftian? Yeah. And it's because because people have decided that that's what it means. And I think that that's, it undercuts a lot of what it's actually about. Was actually, yeah, what was actually terrifying about his stories. The real terrifying thing is now the racism, sexism, and all that stuff that he believed in as a person because he was not a good person. <laughs> yeah. But that is terrifying. Well, like, <laughs> but really, like, like again, the the a lot of the the horror that comes from the Lovecraft stories for me, it's never about the tentacles. It's about the the existential of it. Like, it's about the stuff that's like, oh, like it's it's the stuff that again, it's the stuff that sticks with you. Yeah. But a lot of it, it's just like, well, what what can we base down to our interpretation of this that people can just translate and relate to? And I think it's unfortunate that it's become tentacles. And I'd like to see something else. I'd like to see an alternative to tentacles. Yeah, no, I hear that. What about you, Matt? Oh, man? Got an this answer is yet? still a hard. This is a really hard question. Like, it's a really good. It's question. a good one, though. Like, it's a really good question. And off the top of my head, like, I'm just having a hard time coming, thinking about it or coming up with it. Because um, it's not, like, it's not Was like there, there are, are movies that use kind of, like, generic things, but I'm just having a hard, like, well, like so specifically, having a hard time picturing something that I'm, like, specifically, like, ugh, this again. Okay, so specifically think about, uh, like, for you, maybe not monsters, but think about, like, ghost films or possession films and stuff like that that really, like... Because you watch more of those than monster movies. Is there a specific, like, trope or a thing that happens or a way they design them that, like, really just bugs you? Because I have another one now in my head. Um, I guess, like, the one thing that does kind of bug me when I think about, the, yeah, I guess, like, those types of films and stuff, yeah, if, if those, you know, are acceptable... Um, it's kind of like the weird outlandish types of design sometimes. Um, what was really impactful about Amityville Horror and Paranormal Activity is these spirits or these demons were, you didn't really, you didn't see them. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. you didn't see them. Um, you couldn't physically see them. And that's kind of like, that's what makes that shit scary. Like things move on their own and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you're getting controlled by forces you cannot see or fight. When you get these like demons, like, and I'll use specifically like kind of like the conjuring, right? Like, or specifically the conjuring too. Like when you had the nun there, when you had the creepy, like yeah. walking guy from the thing, right? It's like the, the crooked, yeah, man. the crooked man, like, and even in like uh, which one was that again now um same like same male actor from 
uh, Conjuring, and I'm trying to remember. Was it like oh Insidious, Insidious where it's like that red, yeah, like the red ones, right? Yeah, the the lipstick demon. Yeah, so like you know types of things like that bug me because now you're breaking my immersion, like you're breaking my reality. And, like, not that I'm saying, like, demons can't look really weird and effed up. I just, I don't like the trope of actually seeing the demon. Because it's, like, I don't want to see them. Like, because for me, like, what we create and what we make, like, with makeup and whatever else, it, like, almost, like, kills that immersion. Like, it's way scarier to not be able to see it, to not be able to fight it, um, to not be able to have that impact. And for the most part, The Conjuring does do a fairly good job with not seeing it all the time um i think it was like the first one you didn't always like see it right um and even the second one there was a lot of moments too where you didn't actually see what was like going on um in that situation but yeah it's like the actual like like, visualization for the conjuring films for the conjuring films i liked the crooked man because it was a unique looking thing Mm -hmm. but then for the nun is okay it's a creepy nun yeah same thing with like the the witch in the first conjuring it was like okay she just looks kind of like a zombified person yeah um insidious the lipstick demon was cool but he also he looked too much like darth (laughs) very much like Darth like yeah i mean like like, and i feel like i feel like there's a good there's a good point to creature design because i mean like the exorcist the way they went with her where they made it very subtle makeup i think that was tops like that was great i think there's to me there's ways to do it and i think i think that's i agree with you 100 percent. i agree with you where it's like sometimes i'm kind of i agree and i disagree because sometimes i think the designs don't go far enough mm-hmm. and sometimes i think they're trying way too hard well they overcomplicate things like for me like let me like and maybe this is just me talking from someone who very much like you, we have sometimes overactive imaginations, right? Like the idea of what it looks like or the idea of what it is, is to like, to me, like I can come up in my head and picture something way freakier, scarier that's actually causing the situation than like what anyone has created thus far on screen. You know what I mean? Like there's no visualization of the actual spirit or demon that like scare me because anything like what it looked like in my head prior to that was scarier than whatever they showed me right so it kind of kills my immersion like i'm not longer really afraid of it because i'm like this isn't something that would actually happen like i don't think you would actually see this maybe you would i don't know never been in that situation um you know what show does a really great job um Oh, what the hell is it called? I think it's on Netflix still. I'd have to like look it up again. Is it the House on Haunting? Hill no, no, no. Like no, Haunting no. Hill? Those were like those are like show. These are like real life testimonies and stuff. And I think it was like paranormal. Oh, okay. I can't remember if it's like paranormal experiences. Oh, paranormal survivor. Paranormal survivor. It's actually a really decent series. I think it's still on Netflix very creepy and like dude, the visualization it scary, scary dude it actually probably scared me more than a lot of these other movies right like just because it's like these people's like stories and stuff whether you believe them or not is completely up to you um but a lot of the like artistic interpretations wasn't always visual or if it was it was like subtle like there was one that i remember where it was like whatever this spirit or demon is it made like a really wide smile on however it like manifested itself 
So I think one yeah. point it was like a clown because okay maybe clowns are generic too. That's another thing. <laughs> clowns are maybe a little overdone in horror, um, or like a man or whatever else. But it had like this really really like wide smile, and like there was nothing overly freaky about like that episode. Wasn't like the worst, but it was like just that visualization. I'm like to me that's good. Like I like the subtle things. I don't like the big over the top recreations or well, imaginations of it honestly like kind of piggybacking off that too like one thing i'm tired of are, are the the creepy dolls the and mm. it's, it's not that dolls aren't creepy it's the fact that like like specifically when i think of annabelle yeah. i'm like that's the doll itself isn't that like they designed it to be creepy yeah. and that makes it somehow less creepy yeah, well, it's, it's like it's, you, you, you look at this, the real Annabelle is like a who, Raggedy Andy doll, right? Like, it's not yeah, creepy at all. That, yeah. that, that coming to life and doing weird things like that, that's terrifying. Yeah. But I'm sorry, who in their right mind looks at the doll that's in the movie and goes like, this is a perfectly normal looking doll. We should give this I'll to our kids. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I should, I'll, yeah. I will invite the spirit of this thing asking to come into this creepy looking doll. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, whereas you could see someone being like, "Hey," you could see someone being like, "Hey, this this spirit's asking to be let into this uh, this raggedy doll. That's harmless." Yeah. Right. Like it just and it's it's intentionally again it's going out of the way to be creepy and and, and yeah like which makes it less creepy. And I think that's kind of like what my point is here. Like you're going out of your way. You're creating these physical uh, representations of these demons or these spirits, but it's like you're obviously trying to be creepy. When I think what like for me what's really unnerving and what i love when they do do it is the subtleness of it that something just isn't quite right you know what i mean like it's just that one little thing that's off that's unnatural about someone's facial feature or how they're talking or how they're looking or again like the big smile like it's just that one little thing that throws you off that's like that is something I can believe. That's what makes it believable. That's what makes it stick with me. That something just isn't quite right. Like, and it's just one little thing. But when you go way out of your way to make it scary, then for me, it kind of ruins a horror movie for me. Like, then it kind of takes me out of it. You know what I mean? Like, like unless you're talking about it, because you know what you're going, you're getting into when you're watching those types of films, right? That are specifically like monster movies. Um, but yeah, when it comes to like kind of like the demonic ones and the spiritual ones, uh, yeah, like that's that's kind of like a trope that I don't really care for too much, or uh, yeah, just going out of your way to make it creepier than it is. When I think a more subtle effort is a better way to go. Cool. I think that's a that's a good place to end the episode, and I think that also. Leads us perfectly to set up for the next one. Yep. The next one in a few days where we're going to touch some more onto that ghost stuff. You betcha. So, yeah, next episode so, uh, is Halloween. Yep. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. wait, you say yes, 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 yes. So, yeah, next episode that we have coming for you guys is on Halloween. This is kind of like our countdown to Halloween, one final episode before the big one. And yeah, I'm excited. I love Halloween. It's a fun time. Like it's a creepy time, but it's a fun time. And candy's always great. It's worth it. Candy is great. Exactly. It makes my waistline. The best happy. part of being an <laughs> the best part about being an adult is when you realize you can just go and buy Halloween candy whenever. Yeah, exactly. You're just like, man, I don't need an excuse. Oh man. Oh, it's Halloween. Oh, here's sixty 
chocolate bars I didn't need to eat. <laughs> yeah. I just bought like a giant container of jujubes. Ate them by myself. No worries. That's I, you have kids, man. Come on, don't. I mean, one of them is probably too young to eat them. Yeah, like, he can't eat them yet, so it's all mine. All mine. So, Matt, where can the good people find you? You can find me on. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at storytellers for l that's the number four capital l stands for storytellers for life that's my youtube channel i'm working on it right now right now it's in construction but you can still go there subscribe if you want if you want to follow me for any sorts of things we're going to be working on uh rebuilding dreams and learning about living your purpose and telling your story so a lot of great things digging into inspirational content storytelling tools that you can learn to tell your stories a little bit better um we're just going to be digging into a lot of really good stuff and i'm really excited about it hopefully to launch again in the next uh probably month couple weeks well we'll see we'll see kind of where it all lands out but no i've been working on this since like may i think i started breaking down exactly you know target audience and like what's the purpose and what are the beliefs behind it what do we want to achieve so uh it's been a long time coming and it's coming soon so head on over there storytellers for life awesome and what about you? Where can the good people find you? Didn't you mean to <laughs> introduce you? Thanks for feeding it to me. <laughs> I thought you were just going to do it yourself. <laughs> You're the host. I thought nah. you were going to keep rolling. <laughs> well, first off, I'd like to thank Paige again for the question of the day today. And if anyone has answers for that question as well, feel free to leave it in the comments below on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and what are your scariest moments? Let us know. What things actually exactly. scared you? Yeah. Because usually it's just those little moments. Um, That's all it is. But people can find me at Ethan R. Hill on Instagram. You can look me up on YouTube and find Ethan R. Hill. Um, I'm the like I don't really know how to describe. There's apparently a bunch of Ethan Hills, but I'm the only Ethan R. Hill on YouTube. Cool. So uh, check me out there. Um, I think I mentioned my video getting taken down. I have it up on YouTube now for Imaginary Friend. I have that up on Vimeo now. So people can go check that out on Vimeo. Uh, I might link that down below as well. Because I want that to get as many views as it had before. And YouTube can uh, fight me. <laughs> I shouldn't say that on a thing going on YouTube. Yeah. But you can, can fight, fight me. And yeah, no one from YouTube is actually so, watching. <laughs> exactly. But that's it for this week. We will catch you all next week. Uh, on not next week we in a couple days on halloween oh yeah don't forget i don't don't remember. listen to I don't this guy don't out. listen to this guy i'm sorry it's so late i'm so tired and we still have to record tomorrow or the next episode <laughs> <laughs> all right that said that is the end of the episode uh, my name is ethan r hill and with me as always is <laughs> matt black we will see you all next time have a good one have a good night everybody <laughs> take care so long. Bye-bye. Don't you say toodaloo. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. Toodaloo. <laughs> it's okay. Matt was so scared that he couldn't say toodaloo. We'll catch you next time, gang. <laughs> See you guys.